Shame. 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 Tent pirates, plant parents, conscious consumers, and the morbidly curious, welcome to Cultivation Conversation, a podcast for growers by growers. Come chat with our hosts, Captain Autoflower, the real green monster, and myself, Girl Go Grow. Grab a bouquet of your favorite flowers, apparatus of choice, and don't forget the fire while I tell you about the special companies that help keep this ship afloat. We are busy people and we demand the best for our plants. So all three of us automate our grows with Autopots. Available in over 63 countries, gravity-powered Autopot systems rely on no pumps, no timers, and no power to operate. This plant-driven automated watering is so precise, it will reduce consumption of feed while increasing yield. An effective and efficient way to delegate a little responsibility. Let your plants feed themselves. Use code CC10 at autopot-usa.com. If quality is the name of your game, look no further than AC Infinity. AC Infinity's grow tents, lights, accessories, and ventilation systems offer reliability and affordability along with total environmental control. Use code CULTIVATION on acinfinity.com to save even more. Frass Valley produces the highest quality superworm frass. Naturally strengthen your plants and enhance their resistance to pests and disease. Use code CC10 at FrassValley.com. We are big fans of Mass Hydroponics. Whether you're a local in Massachusetts or accessing their full online catalog, they are your one-stop shop for all of your growing needs. Use code CC10 at Mass-Hydro.com. Everybody out there in podcast land, how are you this evening? Howdy. Hello, my darling. Howdy, howdy. Welcome everybody in the chat. I see uh, Master Yoda, Strong Island, Woody's 420, Five Baked, Maya Lore, Canna Brad, howdy. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, guys. <coughs> what you got going on? Oh, Monsta's already, already having a coffin fit. We know the party has begun. 
Yep. What uh, what are you hacking on over there, bud? You got something hey. good in the bowl? Smoking a jig. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Must be a spicy <laughs> one. Is it uh, 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 anaphylaxis? <sighs> I was not going to guess that one. I wasn't going to guess that one either. <laughs> no, this is, uh, I don't smoke much of it because it really fucks me up. <laughs> well, it's as... like a, it's a, <coughs> like true to the sativa. name, it's going to choke it's... you out. Yeah, it's very sativa dominant, but it still gives me that like indica effect that I'm looking for, but with a little bit of uplifting and the taste on it's awesome it's like kind of cushy hazy a little bit of citrus um he's trying real hard not to cough ooh, right now. <laughs> yeah this shit's took my lungs for hostage <laughs> well feel free to uh to you know cough all you want man just you know hit that hit that mute button if you can right beforehand and then remember to unmute yourself too because we need your input it's like you? a lot of things to do. I know, I know. Yeah. Clicking and You're not my dad. <laughs> Just, you know, asking you nicely. You don't have to listen. Um well yeah, what about you, G3? What you got? I don't know, honestly. I kind of run into that a lot. So I, I like to roll J's for the show, but I don't always get through them. So I kind of leave them here. So it's either Goondocks or from Goonie Genetics or Strawberry Wedding for Big Green Guy. I think we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> so it's either going to taste like strawberries it's either or... Gonna taste like Because I can't really smell through it. Goondocks. Yeah. Like Take it's nothing. Hit. Yeah, give it a little toot toot. See if you get any strawberry. Toot toot. That's Strawberry Wedding. She yeah, so Strawberry Wedding for strawberry Big Green wedding. Guy. Cool. Cool, cool, Fuck cool. that guy. They're practically he does neighbors. good work. Gotta give him that. He's a piece of human filth. <laughs> of course, I'm just kidding. One of the paragons of our community, sir. You showed B BGG the respect he deserves. Mm -hmm. Um. So I got something new tonight that I am excited. Surprise! To surprise! Break tote into. number what out of how many? <laughs> oh my god! I'm, We're uh, number three out of. I'm still in nine or something. I'm not even like halfway through my trim jail sentence i have trimmed uh two of my seven plants so far and <laughs> just like it, it's gonna take me a long time they're just chilling in the totes you know doing all right trimming sucks in in like a cryogenic storage kind of kind of thing like you know you know get to them when i have time but yeah trimming Trimming, trimming fucking sucks. It does. When I when people I come across people like, oh, I love trimming. I'm like, you haven't grown enough weed yet. It's yeah, just that simple. Exactly right, dude. <clears throat> when you have uh, enough of it, it it surely does become a burden. Um, For the whole I, girl, when you already have a stash backed up and you just harvested, it's like there's no huge motivation to get that shit trimmed up because you just just yeah. sitting on gag gaggles of weed already. I know. You know, I got so. full jar. Is there any real reason to trim other than like you want to trim it before you smoke it? You don't want to store it too reasons. long untrimmed otherwise it'll get hay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If it affects the actual plant itself, like what you want to keep. If it's a negative thing to keep it on until right before you smoke it. 
I don't know. Honestly, I like, always trim my stuff. I plan specifically so I never have more than two plants at a time. That's smart. Trim. <laughs> smart. Yeah, looking at uh at seven of them is is daunting. <laughs> but I got through two and uh enjoying the hell out of them. This one is the second of the two. It is an auto flower from 2020. It is that Afghani auto very cool um, it's chonky chonky baby yeah um like you know very i i would say yeah i mean thick <laughs> thick thick boy buds and um it's got a it's got like a piney lemony zesty kind of kind of note to it on the nose a little bit of earth a little bit of that dirt smell maybe a touch of gas too in there um pretty complex honestly like really really nice looking bud um yeah this is fresh out fresh out the totes uh, let's let's give her a whirl here and look i brought up my hemp wick uh, i thought that was a quarter stick <laughs> you're right my little m80 <laughs> I light it with this, and then I throw the M80. It's fun. Reminds me like of, like, a, yeah, dude, fucking smoke bombs thing. as a kid. <laughs> Was that from It's Always Sunny? No. It's from my random warped fucking twisted mind. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Close enough. Original material. Because the people that write that show are pretty twisted. Oh, dude, Definitely. I was watching some of the new season. I think what is it like season sixteen or eighteen or that show still. Right. Yeah, they still make new episodes. Still making episodes, and they all look like pretty old now. It's, yeah. it's like you're like, oh my Especially god, they're not fucking. Uh, what's his name? That Devito. Oh yeah, dude. Well, it's funny because it's like Devito's <laughs> aged the least out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still looks like he did when the show started, more or less. It's all the other guys. You're just like, oh man, the passage of time is, is brutal. But yeah, um, he, he was already old. Yeah, right. He was. Remember him as the Penguin in that like Batman yeah, was one movie of, of the one 90s. of the worst Batman movies ever made. <laughs> really was it was uncomfortable to watch <laughs> is that the one with michael keaton i think so yeah terrible I think so was it a cat woman in that one or like mm -hmm. it wasn't the one with the riddler was it no it was jim penguin carrey. and cat woman all right all right the one with jim carrey was like a few years later <clears throat> it was pretty bad too yeah honestly most of the batmans were pretty bad i think they kind of uh, like Dark Knight was really really good. Um, the second Dark Knight, whatever Dark Knight Rises, is mm -hmm. that what it was called? Was mm -hmm. decent. Other than that, I, I could take a leave the rest of them, honestly. Yeah, no, I hear you. I like I liked uh, Batman Begins somewhat, just like a little bit of the. Yeah, it wasn't long terrible. Wind, long winded backstory. I can get down. Um, but you know, so this uh, this Afghani. Tastes like it smells. Well, before we, before we go any further, I think we should touch on this. Do you think Batman smokes weed? <laughs> um, man. What? How is that even a question? I don't. He's a billionaire philanthropist playboy. Of course he does. I don't. He lives in a cave after all. 
think he grows weed? No. I think Alfred might. Alfred, that, all that back Alfred water could. he's got? Yeah, Alfred's definitely mm. a pothead. That's sick fuck. I mean, Robin definitely tokes. Robin, uh, you know, he's he's high all the time. He doesn't have an idea of his own. That's why he follows Batman around all the time. Like, yeah, because Batman's got the dank in his like, pocket. Yo, Batman, you got any more of that Bacuano weed that Alfred grew? I don't know. Valid question, man. So, oh, here. Yeah. Here's another one. Of all the, you know, the superheroes, who do you think would grow the best the best weed? Would it like would would Batman or Superman grow better weed? Superman. With the kryptonite? Yeah. Put some kryptonite crystals in his pot. Yeah. Harness that energy, fucking A. Johnny has a good Johnny, yeah, Johnny's right. He says, he says, poison ivy. She's a villain. She's not a hero. This gag. <laughs> Semantics, G three. Come on, dude. You specified. Uh, true. I got. I brought us down a rabbit hole. Well, it's a, it's a good question. I'm sure we'll have a, you know, a couple more opinions out there. Yeah, keep them coming, guys. This joint's still burning strong. I'm loving it. Um, well, fuck yeah. You're making me jealous, man. I want a joint now. I just got this bomb in my, my hemp wick. This oh. is my favorite part of the joint when it's like half left. And it's still burning like a fucking champion. It's barking at me. And I can just keep ripping it. Getting stoner. Stoned. And more stoned. <laughs> hell yeah. This well, is going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> I was just going to say. We, get, we actually do have a, a topic tonight. I mean, we, we are talking autos once again, guys. I mean, we got auto flower grow along, the night owl grow along with the the fine folks over at Your Average Grow. Hosting, I got to go uh, see my boy Rusty. He's got some night owl beans for me. I got okay. to jump in on this. Yeah, get Hell in yeah, by the 16th-ish. We're still open. Oh, we got to like hang. overnight you <laughs> some fucking beans, man. We only got six days. I'm sure they'll make an exception for the monster if you really want to get in. But that's um, what the ish is for. Sixteenth <laughs> ish. Like if you need a couple days. Well, we'll talk after like. the show. I can. I got plenty of packs. I can just word. Mm -hmm. But um. So yeah, uh, the the night owl grow along. Great way to like kind of rev your motor back up after uh, maybe some some downtime during the holidays. Get a new new year started, new grow, um, and you know it's a quick quick turnaround. We're talking autos, so like it shan't be longer than eighty four days before I chop these plants. You know the rules. Um, so I wanted to kind of just you know do a little another rundown of some auto flower tips and tricks that we can all kind of hang our hats on and. Hope to not stunt our plants this time. <laughs> we can all take, you know, by the by six, seven weeks in, we'll be taking amazing pictures, posting them to IG and Discord. So I wanted to, you know, the first thing I wanted to get into, which the last episode, which was, what was it called? Like, you still suck at growing autos or something. <laughs> Monster made a really great recommendation towards the 
end of the show that I think we can get right into right off the bat, and that is um, starting them immediately on the bloom nutrients. Yes. This is something I've wanted to do for a while. I experimented with my last round of Sacred Watch. I was extremely happy with the results. Um, I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Because autos... People say autos are sensitive to newts, and they are in a certain way, but I think that the thing that they're most sensitive to is nitrogen. And sure. if we can eliminate that right off the bat, now your most of your bloom newts, if in fact, you know, all of them that I can think of still have some nitrogen in it, which the plant needs. You can't cut out nitrogen altogether. Okay. <clears throat> so uh yeah. Stick with that excess of nitrogen. Yeah, I think you still get just enough nitrogen. And um, I mean, the think about what an autoflower is, right? That it's purest form. It's a plant that's going to flower no matter what. It's already has it in its DNA to flower. Yeah. So if you can get ahead of the game and uh, pack it up full of phosphorus and potassium um, instead of nitrogen, yeah. I I agreed, man. Like, I mean, I kind of when you kind of convert the life cycle of an auto to a photo period. I think we have discussed it on another show before, but again, it could be someone's first episode listening here. So, like, when you look at when an auto starts to flower, it's like what day fifteen, day eighteen, maybe day twenty one. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. see that first pistol, that's already a week after you've switched, the, you know, change your light cycle, growing photo periods. Like you don't see a single pistol for at least like five to seven days after you flip your lights. So you're all, you know, already at like day 15, at some of the earliest I've seen is like day 13. Some of them start to pop pistols. Like you're already a week in flower. That means like these things are literally born to bloom, right? Like if like Bruce Springsteen, like baby, we were born to bloom, Fuck or something that guy. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm not my favorite artist, but you know, decent enough. Uh, you know, if, if we were writing, if we were doing like a compilation album of autoflower in inspired uh, classic rock songs, that would definitely be on there. Right as you get woken up at 2 a.m. by the commercial, of the, the 1-800 number flashing on the screen. Call that now. That is not a thing anymore. <laughs> Join this amazing club where we will send you CDs and cassette tapes. What was that shit called, man? Like, uh... Did you guys do that? I mean, I definitely did that back Yeah, in I did 90s. that. I never paid for them. It was like the Columbia House or yeah, something. Yeah, like, like they sent you like 12 CDs for a yeah, penny. Yeah, Columbia and then, House. And then you're supposed to order more. <laughs> and then you, you you order one, and then you get it, and then you don't pay for it, and they don't send you anymore after that. It was the biggest really? fucking scam. Fuck yeah. that. I thought it was a... Well, <laughs> Maybe it was a different uh, different service, but I definitely had like some some. There was a couple of them there: Columbia mail, House, uh, BMG. I got mail, different different albums and cassettes and stuff. But 
Man, yeah, def definitely different times. Holy shit. What's the other one? Auto flowers. <laughs> I'd always wake up to that Enya. Oh my god. <laughs> Sail away. Yeah, auto flowers, G3. <laughs> um so the born to bloom theory I think holds, you know, a lot of water. I've I've experimented with it myself um in an organic setting. I have uh you know the the one soil that I've recommended before called um strawberry fields is like fox farms bloom specific blend i uh, had great success with that stuff with not super orders. easy to get in the, some places I yeah i don't think it. i've never really even seen it i've only it's heard of it strangely enough like out here in prohibition land that was the one like i couldn't find ocean forest i couldn't find happy frog those were the two i had heard about you oh know my gosh, they're freaking everywhere around me and i can't I, get away from them i was like oh it's fox farm though <laughs> so i'll buy that and and like it, this was like my first second you know third grow way back um and i love the stuff it's like it's a cocoa cocoa heavy blend that's like bloom specific so high on the on the p and the k low on the n yeah and if you're worried about not having enough nitrogen at all because i mean a lot of bloom newts do drop your nitrogen way way down can i just throw in some like worm castings you're fine Fixed. absolutely done because I'm doing, I did that with this one. I have these two mango smiles that I was supposed to flip to boys that I never flipped to boys. So now I have them growing in the same tent as these four night owls in auto pots. So that's going to be fun. But I have them directly on bloom newts. Went straight there even from the beginning, and I would say that they looked a little nitrogen hungry at the beginning, but. Give them a tea with some castings and it's fine. There you go. For sure. Bloom, um, worm castings are one of the best things you could do in a, like a supplementation kind of setting. Camera doesn't know that justice. Good monster. What's that? The I'm in Kava. Oh. Kava. Yeah, I'm going to mix it up. We're all enjoying the cow. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, worm worm castings. Uh, if you're if you're deficient on nitrogen, I mean, you know my favorite product, that bud bread. That's that's mm -hmm. what I would use. Um, if you if you're seeing a little, you know, N deficiencies popping up, um, it ha has a blend of uh, immediately available end like a time release nitrogen. Really, really hard to burn with that kind Is of stuff. Is bud bread considered veg newts? Yeah. Well, it's considered kind of a, an all-in-one formula. Like, I mean, you could just use that. You could. So what could you just use coming of age? Mm, no, because there is there is actually no nitrogen in that. Like, that's a it's like a zero three eleven. I think mm -hmm. on that one. I mean, in in like the the born to bloom theory here. Like I would do a very yeah. l light mix of the bud bread and like maybe double dose of the coming of age, which is that the flower specific blend, mm -hmm. you know, you just, you don't want to overdo it with any of the nitrogen. It's just, you, you can always add it, but like Monsta said, I think 
the, we have those sacred watch I grew were super fucking tall um with with bloom newts and the buds stacked hard and I didn't see much tip burn. Um I don't know. I, I think it's a recipe for success with autos for sure. Personally. For sure. Um another key component of a recipe for success with auto flowers, I would say is being like spot on with, with your seedling stage. You know, the first, the first couple weeks, you really, really, really want to get those down as good as you can. You don't want to stunt the plant at all when it's developing its root system. That's going to carry it through the rest of its life. It's the most important time really. And I think that's where everybody fucks up. Especially they helicopter over the fucking thing. Um, they leave their humidity domes on too long or whatever, or they overwater or um, just leave leave the fucking thing alone and let it do its thing for a couple of weeks. I promise you it will come out better. It is so I'm not, hard I'm not gonna to lie. Like, look, I love all you guys, but I see your autoflowers and they're like, how much are you getting out of that? Like an ounce and a half, two ounces? You can do better than that. I promise you. <laughs> Um, oh man, I see. I no, I, I see it too, man. These these sad looking, sad looking plants, and they're like, yeah, like in the I bud, think I might look, get two and a half ounces. Like the bud looks great, and like I'm sure it smokes good, but like, dude, you just you fucked yourself there, man. You fucked. I'm yourself. totally guilty of that too. Sometimes I just did that to my days. She came out terribly, terribly, terribly. She like went through huge temperature fluctuations. She was stunted to hell. It was just, it was awful. And I've got years and years of experience under my belt and I knew it was exactly what I was yeah. doing and stunted the absolute ever-loving hell out of her. It's not hard. It happens. It's not. It, we're, we're not coming down so much on you guys out there. Like though you guys do really suck at growing these things. It, I mean, it's easy to it, suck at growing out of flowers. We're also coming down on like you know, we're giving ourselves pointers because I'm I'm in this grow along now, so I'm trying to give like a refresher course on autos. I am not trying to stunt these things before they're old enough to to pop pistols, you know. Oh man, I'm trying my hardest right now. So you know, like that those first two weeks, really, like like Monsta said, I think. Leaving them very much the fuck alone is going to go a long way. And you, like, not traumatizing them so they, they have some serious, like, mental, uh, you know, hang-ups in, in later in life. Like, like a lot of you guys out there probably, like, your parents I think, like, fucked you, know you guys I've, up. And I, you, you know what I've come across? Uh, a couple don't of people do that. That, that have grown autos and they're stunted. As I noticed that their soil is too compact. They have it packed way too tight. And that is something y'all need to look out for. Um, add something to it, whether it be clay pebbles, perlite will work, but it's like the last thing I, I think you should fuck with because um, it all just floats to the top eventually. But like lava rocks, um, fucking rice hulls, whatever. Get some more aeration yeah. into your medium, Extra a little bit less aeration. compost, and don't pack that shit down so tight. Like, I don't, you shouldn't pack your pots at all. If it's you want to, I pick them up and put them down. Top. Yep. I like, yes. just, just you know like tap them, tap them, yep. tap, tap. That, mm -hmm. That's it. Don't touch the top of your soil. Tap, tap. Like when you finish peeing. 
Just a little tap tap and you're good to go. <laughs> Is that what Otherwise, you find? Otherwise, even Dre? from the beginning, I mean, if you're like packing down your soil enough, even from the beginning, when it's trying to grow that first tap root, it's fighting way too hard and using too much energy to grow too short of a distance. So you are already stunting from the get-go. So even from that, pay attention. Agree. Agree. You're already um, fucking shit up. I, I that's a great point, guys. Like the he's got another joint. Oh no. Oh man, that one's got a big one too. That's a big one. Hell yeah, that's a party. But you know, I think uh, the how would we describe it? Like the the density of your Mm -hmm. soil in the pots, like you know, how compact your soil is. A Goldilocks zone, like it doesn't. You know, you got to fill the pots, but like don't fucking compact that soil. So the plant roots are going to struggle to work their way through it. In the same vein, um, make sure that your like initial watering is a thorough and b even. Get all the dry pockets completely eliminated. We don't want any dry pockets anywhere in our soil. Where where there is a dry pocket, there will not be roots. Right? Yeah. I do that before I put this well, in, too, not damn. afterwards. <laughs> it's a spicy joint. If y'all ain't on the fucking grow bags, get on the grow bags. I just pulled that shit out. This shit has been sitting here for like seven months. I haven't grown cobra in a while. And it's still tasty. <laughs> fucking beautiful. Nice. Right on. Right on. Where where were we with our autos? Watering our beginning stages. Watering beginning. Something stages. I like to do in the beginning too is <clears throat> I'll take a water bottle, poke a hole in the cover, and water around the plant, and make it stretch out for that water. Mm-hmm. Wait, Not just autos. What do you mean? What do you mean? So like, and you'd be tempted to water the plant in the middle, like where the seedling is. Uh-huh. A lot of times, I'll just water like around it in a circle, two inches oh, yeah, from yeah, the base. Yeah. Yep, at least two it makes inches it go out and makes the roots reach out and branch out and want to look you for that what? water. And you mentioned it. That is such a just great like general point for any plant, mm-hmm. any plant. Like in nature, the plant will typically like shield the rain from like hitting right around base of the plant you know what i mean like there's going to be like a much drier pocket at the base of the stem because the the plant's going to shield the rain from hitting there just it branches out the roots grow stronger you know so yeah i agree little concentric circles when you Mm -hmm. water from like the outside in and don't get any closer to that stalk than like g3 said two inches at least, yep. At least. That is a good point. Um, you know, another, you know, when when they're in the seedling phase, you want to be very conscious of environmental conditions, too. At least, um, you know, if you're trying to grow a, a big, bad, uh, a 
one of these big bad autos that's like three, four, four and a half feet tall at the end. Like you, you can't slow them down at all. So like, watch your VPD in that seedling stage. It, it still matters, even if you know they don't have much foliage to be like transpiring from. I'm glad you mentioned that. But that's another matters. thing people people overlook. Get your humidity up, especially right now in the winter. It's tough, right? Generally speaking, mm-hmm. your humidity is going to be low anywhere you are. Um, get it up. It's important. Plant can't transpire if it, there's not enough humidity in there. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And we're talking Especially like... if you're trying to like keep your lung room or inside your tent warm and you've got heaters running, that's drying everything out really, really fast. Yes, indeed. Um, true story, G3. I got a space heater, like a little Honeywell not not the ones we recommend like the you know, the radiator looking thing with the like oil mm-hmm. space heater no i i got a little like forced air honeywell thing uh it works but man it does it dry that air out in a hurry so mm-hmm. if you don't accompany that with a humidifier going to have a bad time right. And if you have a heater in your tent, it's going to dry your soil out faster too. So pay attention to what sides of your plants are closest to that heat source. Rotate regularly. Try and keep them away from that direct heat. Make it more ambient whenever possible. And pay attention to your soil because that stuff is going to dry out faster than you think it should. Good point. I hate growing them in the winter. <laughs> it's so much more complicated. There's I love it because I save a lot of wrong. Yeah, like I, I think <clears throat> I, I honestly find it easier. But I'm um, able to not have to run air conditioning, right? I can just use extraction, and yeah, like my lights are powerful enough to heat up my room during the day, and at night, you know, I need to supplement with a little bit of heat. Um, I run the opposite way. In the winter, I have to run a heater, but in the summer. I'm in my basement, so it's oh. cool enough down here that it's perfect in the summertime. Basements are always great place go. to grow yeah. if they're you know clean and dry. Because mm-hmm. you're 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 underground, the temperature is going to stay within five or six degrees all year round of whatever it is. So it's easy to, you know, dial that shit in. It does get chilly down here in the winter time now? Yeah. Yeah. Keep your plants off the floor if you got them down in there. You know, get mm-hmm. some sort of risers. Yeah, risers. I promise you, they don't. They don't like cold cement floors. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's all subjective. I, I guess we all have our struggles. Like, no matter the season. Um, yeah, I, which... if we're in the middle of summer, I'll bitch about summer. If we're in fall or spring, I will bitch about those. No matter what, there's always something that's difficult about growing. 100%. Now, little sidetrack off off of our auto discussion because you 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 kind of brought up a little like a little side quest here. Um it we got a shit ton of rain over the last couple of days. I don't know if you if, you know, Monster oh probably God. got some, maybe it, some of it was snow, but yeah, like oh my snow. God, it was torrents for hours. Insane Ow. amounts. Yeah. Uh, and like crazy floods everywhere still today all day and like oh my god um, the winds yeah it it was insane it was nuts so what you know what what happens if we're growing 
and like a fucking hurricane hits or a nor'easter in the middle of january and like your electricity goes out i mean what what can we realistically do is there anything like let's say you don't have a generator like you're in the middle of flower like worst case scenario is there anything we can do except just like you know cross our fingers and hope the fucking electricity comes back on soon well, you, you can have some uh, battery-powered lights on backup, and those aren't going to really help your plants photosynthesize, but what they will help is keep the plant on cycle. Um, and it doesn't take a lot of light to keep the plant awake from falling asleep. So if you do lose power and your lights are supposed to be on, get in there with some battery-powered LEDs and throw them in there. Um, yeah, um, you can Lord. do that too. Look, a power inverter is not that expensive. You can get one and connect it to your car, um, but you're limited most of the time on how much you can actually draw from from those things. You're not going to be able to run a whole tent uh, unless you have like one of those like uh, electric cars. They're a little bit, mm. bit different, like yeah, the Ford says, Lightning. Yeah, like maybe a higher voltage output or something. Uh, he says he still lost it all. <laughs> That's, that sucks, man. Like, I guess it, de- you know, it depends like how badly you get hit. Like I think in a lot of cases, man, if you don't have a generator, you're probably just fucked. I hate to say Look, it. If you're known to lose power, get yourself a fucking generator. They're not that expensive. You can get like a 5,000 watt generator for five or 600 bucks. Yeah. Power yeah. They're not that expensive. With that. Like, sorry, hun, we we're not plugging the fridge into this. Uh, we get we're in mid flower. I, I I can't can't. We're not doing it. Nope, we're saving the girls. Nah, I got a Generac, so I'm lucky. That's propane powered, full house power. When I lose power within five seconds, backup power's on, and I nice. run completely nice. as normal. But that uh, that came with the house, you know. So, because if somebody already, I wouldn't probably put it in myself. It's quite expensive. You're looking at like ten grand, generally speaking, mm. for mm. your average home. But a regular run-of-the-mill Harbor Freight generator will fucking do you just fine. Cool, man. Well, I I got a, I got hit with a lot of flooding in my basement. So it you know had me think you were talking basements and you know growing in the basement man if i if i had a, a an active grow in my basement right now would have been bad news bears that happened to me one time and it was awful it was awful what happened the cleanup was disastrous Oof. yeah because it gets underneath your tents and it kind of soaks into some of the fabric of them and drying all of that out and making sure nothing like mildews or molds is Mm. It's just so much cleanup. It is a pain. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. recommend if you know that you have water issues near your grow, figure something out before you're in that situation. For sure. In my case, I had a sump pump failure. It was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, there's chances you're going to run into it at some point or another. Some natural disaster is going to hit your grow. <laughs> Amazon has sub pumps pretty cheap. Uh, don't go to Home Depot or those. All right. Word. Good to know. I'll use uh, code CC10 before I there check it out, too. Yeah. 
but I mean, it depends what if if and when you get hit, guys. I mean, I think there's a varying degree of like natural disasters that we could all like kind of imagine ourselves having to deal with. Depends where you live. I guess our best advice is just be prepared. Know know your know your region and how susceptible you are. Be prepared to a certain extent, but like after you know. Shit, if the grid goes down for a couple weeks, ain't no saving those plants, you know? Mm-hmm. Though if you do have a good enough generator, then you'll be the only one with a with a crop after so long, you know what I mean? Like, post-apocalypse scenario, you'd be, like, sitting on a mountain of a weed, like, a few months later, you'd be like, you could sell or that. Or solar with gas. a battery backup? That's even better. Yeah, they have those, like, little jackery things, they call them, with the, with the little battery backup um why not for sure for sure all right so back to the autos back to the autos um another <coughs> key don't fuck your your plants up kind of kind of you know tip from from me and and it's it it, it runs um in the same kind of thought process as like leave them alone we want to put our, our light at the top of the tent at 100%. From the get-go, we want to let our plants grow into the light. Grow into the light. What was that movie? Fucking Poltergeist. Poltergeist. <laughs> so good. I love that one. <laughs> really scary. Really scary. So good. Um, yeah, so we're allowing our plants as much light as they want from the get-go they determine kind of how much they're going to get and grow up to like whatever point they they feel is necessary in my experience i've always had way bigger autos doing that method with my lights than trying to like adjust the dimmers or how far away the the lights are from the canopy i think you're just top of the tent 100 percent let them go it's easiest the way i mean if you like fucking around with your light by all means but at least use something like photon or a apogee or something to make sure you're measuring what you're doing and not just doing it because it feels right i don't know there should you know, be some method i like not having to i like not having to think about it you know yeah i just i, 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 I just leave I, it alone one less thing to fuck with i think even without a photon or any kind of measurement we can trust that a properly sized light for the space you're growing in is going to provide enough light and for your plants at all stages of their growth like and we're, and we're talking like in the, the 30 to like 40 watts per square foot range is, mm-hmm. is you know, it's not a great um not a great way to measure your light, but like it's it's pretty general. It gives you like a ballpark, like yeah. how how much watts, sh- how many watts should my fixture be? Now I'm generally running room. multiple fixtures in a room. Like for instance, I have a room with three 480s in it. I only turn on two of them during the beginning stages, and I kind of bunch the plants together a little bit. And that's just because I know those two lights are more than enough to get things going. But they're up at the top cranked up um and then mm-hmm. generally as soon as i see the plant shoot off its first set of leaves 
I'll spread everything back out, put them in their final resting place, and turn on the last light. And, uh, you know, let them fucking go. Yeah. Now, that being said, if you do have an undersized light for your space, then by all means, drop this isn't, it down. That's not going to work. Yep. And make sure that your plants are getting enough light. For sure. For sure. Um, though, you know, you could play like, if you're trying to grow a really tall, though maybe it'll be a little lanky kind of plant, like let the seedling stretch a little bit, looking for a little bit more light than you're giving it. It's a dangerous just, just game, a Cap. That's a dangerous <laughs> game. <laughs> just let that thing look, let that thing look for light, you know? If you, and, and then gradually ramp up the lights as it as it grows, you know, week one, week two, week three, you're like maybe turning them up 10, 20 percent each each week. The more it's stretching above the soil, the less energy it's using to grow roots below the soil. Look, we know how I feel about that. That's a good point. I fucking hate them. They they tax your light. Wait, Shit what? what do you hate? Dimmers. Oh yeah. That's your, that's the weak link in the chain, man. It really is. You could have the baddest, best light on the fucking planet, and the dimmer inside of it sucks hog. Okay. <laughs> you got to get one I of those like, uh, electronic. Like light controllers. Yeah, way, that's way the, the only way to to really do it like the right way. But then I've even seen those fail as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I I don't trust dimmers. Like if you want to give your plants less light, just raise your light higher. And if you want to give your plants less light than that, get a different fucking light. I like look the. We talk. We just we're talking about it. like your plants are small, right? I see so many people fucking with lights and like, oh, how many inches do I put it away? And this, if you just do, just try it. If you if you if you haven't done this yet, just try it. Take your light, put it at the top of the tent, crank that bitch up, and just just try it. Let's see let's see how you do. I think that you'll uh, be pleasantly surprised with your results. You might not be pleasantly surprised with your electric bill. Sure, <laughs> I mean, words have never been spoken. Uh, that's the one catch. But, um, you know, the sacrifices we make to grow the dank. It's just, uh, when, shit, when they, when they send you the bill and it shows you, like, how much more you use than your neighbors. Oh, yeah, like, that's always I'm just like, I was oh, going to go laugh. Oh, geez. I see oh, those and I go, ooh, I oh, win. <laughs> like, I win. I am certainly not uh, like I. I am definitely uh, using my share of of, of electric. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm not conserving. But yeah, that first electric bill after you start growing is kind of a rite of passage. That it hurts <laughs> it a does. little bit. You're right. <laughs> You're so right. No, no pain, no gain, G3. I'm telling you, honey, I promise you it's worth it. Dude, I thought it would go... Honestly, I thought it would go up less than it did. Like, uh, <clears throat> it's not... Like, listen, I spent way more money at the Dispo before I started doing this hobby. Mm -hmm. Right? Way more. I was just having this discussion with my friend. Like, we were willing to set him up with, like, a light and 
stuff. Like he needed to spend like three or four hundred dollars to get set up, like full four by four. And he just wouldn't pull the trigger. He's like, I just can't afford it. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, how much do you spend at dispensary? He's like, Yeah, well, that would mean I would have to not spend that at a dispensary for a month. I'm like, I don't know, man. You gotta figure it out because it's just it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, you know? it was the, that that first like three months where I was I was growing. I didn't have any harvest yet, and I was still buying weed at the dispo. That was painful. You invest in your 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 equipment, and you're like hoping for that harvest, and it hasn't come yet. Ah, <sighs> but we're past that. Way past that. But you know, I think there are a lot of expenses in this hobby. <laughs> One of the primary being your electric bill, and then if you have a seed buying addiction, like that's a whole other story. You know, yeah, that's a different fucking story but altogether. You can you can be as thrifty as you want. At the end of the day, I was smoking enough to make this hobby well worthwhile for me. Um, you know, I was spending way too much money at the dispo. Like, so it was kind of a, it, it had, to, it, there was no way it couldn't be worth it sort of. So, and if you aren't already on an, a budget electric bill and your electric company provides that where they like balance it out over the year, if you're a beginner grower, just starting growing, make sure that you're doing that because then you have 12 whole months until they balance it out again. And that's a problem for future you. <laughs> so yes, yes. Always, always put the, the problems onto future you. Yep. It's American way. Cause that honestly, you know what future you might not, might not even be there. I hate to sound like a downer. Mm-hmm. That's my retirement point. <laughs> it's your retirement shit. Early onset yeah. death. Yeah. That's your <laughs> That's my retirement plan. There you go. What are you gonna do when you're eighty? Oh die? I ain't gonna live that long. <laughs> actually actually a smart smart retirement plan. Shit. You wanna right. be like realistic economical about it. Every um, day is a gift. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it is, truly. Really. Um, so yeah, like back back to these autos, guys. Back to these these autos. I think the top of the tent, hundred percent method, tried and true. Give it a whirl, see how it works for you. Don't come crying to me about your electric bill. Um, another great recommendation I have, though not not necessarily a tip or a trick. A heartfelt recommendation though some of you may vehemently disagree i think a dark period is essential for your auto flowers if you do it right big and healthy if you do it right and what would you mean by doing it right well the dark period right so what's your dark period at the end no i mean like like a like a light cycle dark period like uh oh yes you know what i mean like um you mean like, like a sleepy time correct yeah not, yes. not a lights 24 out. hours on yep uh lights when you say dark period that makes me think of that 48 hours before chop of darkness but i understand okay. what you mean Sorry. by that well let's call yeah. uh i don't know we'll have to think of a different term for the 
for the yeah, now no, dark no, fairy no. does make sense my brain just didn't go there yeah the, but yes you're night uh, nighttime i've done it both ways and i've seen no discernible difference in the, the plant either way so I, that would just tell me like there's no need to run the lights 24 hours a day um i i, I we just talked about light bills right and how expensive it is well <laughs> yeah. if you could save four hours of running your lights i, I think you should do it um with that being said, though, like for real, like I've I've tried it both ways, and I've seen no discernible difference. The plants are completely happy in twenty four hour light; they just keep going like nothing ever happened. Eventually, they will just droop anyway, right? Because they've just had enough. I can't so, possibly agree that a plant in light twenty four hours with no no time off from that particular process, like. Plants must have different processes going on in yeah, daytime and at nighttime. They at must. I find that like most of the growth will happen at nighttime too. Like I'll no, I've grown monster fucking plants for like, 24 hours of light. I, I've seen no discernible difference in the health or size or anything uh, when it comes to with autos like, anyway. I just can't imagine they'd be happy. I don't know. That That's just my personal I, opinion. To yeah, some of the they certainly plants do I've, grow I've fine. ever grown were in 24 hour light, really, now that I think about it. Um, but the, I don't think, it, again, it's, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. Um, you know, save a little money on your electric bills, save some tax on your equipment. All right. Uh, just, I, I recommend one. When people ask me, I just recommend 20 on, four off. That's my I think it's go-to. so humorous that everybody always says 20 on, four off, or 18 on, six off. Well, since those are your standard cycles. Um, I do 19.5 just to be <laughs> you're a rebel. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, I've been, you know, I, I think they're all kind of, they're all the same, basically. Yeah. If you really want to save money, you can go, you can go 16.8. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just don't. No. Just don't start. Once you're at fourteen. Yeah. Once you dip below fourteen, you're gonna risk the plant you're flower. Messing with now we're stuff. getting crazy. Seventeen and a half, and <laughs> six and a half. I love it. Yes. Man. I'm more of like just a seventeen and three quarter, like six and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I approve. It's very funny. Definitely will recommend that as a light schedule. Um, you know, I, I I know you can do it, Monster. Like, I, and I, I don't know if you will even see a difference. I don't know if it, there, there will be a visual difference. But like G3 saying, I think there has to be some process, some, some <coughs> plant process that only takes place during the dark that's going to influence like the, the i just don't see it i mean like for instance trichomes like ah, there has to be me, like you know i know for a fact mephisto grows their autos in 24 hours of light they don't give their plants a dark cycle um are they but i mean are they growing theirs at a warehouse for like breeding purposes or are they growing them for well, like, both know, to make them as dank as possible both i mean if you go back all you gotta do is go back to the the forums um you know with with brad and them talking about mitch talking about like how they consume and they've kind of said the same thing they've noticed no discernible difference between uh, giving an autoflower a dark cycle or not 
The only reason that they do run 24 hours, just because it's easier for them to control the environment that way. Fair enough. I mean, you know, yes, when uh, lights go out, like you will have a much more difficult time to like achieve a a stable environment. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And if there is no discernible difference, then if you're having like environmental control problems, like then fucking run 24 hours of light. Like if that's a solution for you, go for it. I think that's something that actually, uh, that, that a grower will struggle with the most is the nighttime cycle environment. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because they, at first they don't, they don't even realize what's going to happen. Right. They didn't pay attention that day in science class. When the temperature goes down, the humidity goes up and, that's just it's a recipe for disaster um, in your grow. Most people don't even think about maintaining a nighttime temperature. They just shut their lights off and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> no, seriously. Like that's 90% of the grows I walk in on and I, I ask them how thing, you know, how they do things. And I'm like, all right, so what, what happens at night? Oh, the lights go off. Okay. Do you have a dehumidifier? No. Do you have a heater? No. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean. Uh, so yeah. what are you trying to achieve then? Like it's in your environment when the lights go out. Like, are you just trying to keep it as similar to the lights on environment as possible? I want, I want a swing of no more than ten degrees, and no more than fifteen twenty percent humidity swing. I can understand some kind of control, but we're theoretically trying to reproduce nature as closely as possible inside. So. Outside, it definitely drops in temperature at night, and it definitely Sometimes gets a little more doesn't. humid. So, you know, sometimes it's significant. And I don't know, like, you've seen the plants, they naturally, like, raise and lower their leaves in preparation for lights out. So, yeah, I don't know, uh, I would just, a- like, why would we step so far away from the most basic element of growing the cycle of the sun (laughs) if we're trying to replicate nature on the inside i don't think a lot of people a lot of growers aren't really trying to replicate nature at all like i mean we're we're putting them in a as artificial of an environment in a lot of cases as we can and then like pumping them full of salt fertilizers and like demanding that they produce like way too many flowers for the size of the plant you know like they're they're bred to like be kind of like overabundant in their flower. <laughs> That's why you now. do you kind of works yeah, here, you know? Like this plant can be whatever you need it to be if you want this to be a if your tent is a shrine to the mother goddess and you're trying to replicate everything from sunrise and sunset to living soil to then you know big plants. no-till beds then that's very different than somebody who's looking for some other aspect out of their grow. So you know, to each their own. Uh, amen. You know, I think, uh, again, I think, which is just like my opinion, man, <laughs> that a dark cycle, like a dark, like bedtime, sleepy time for plants is a good thing. I am on board with the sleepy time for plants. But I know it's like people have, like, this is honestly one of the things I hear most, a lot. I think it's important for photo talk periods. About but, it a lot. People get heated but, about it. But not necessarily for autos. Well, that's, I. But that's in, that's the debate. Is like, we're, we're I mean, talking um, about autos now. We're like, I mean, I I think so. Matsu, you mentioned like even when you have them on, uh, twenty four hours of light, 
you will see at some point the leaves start to like droop, right? Like they've had yeah. enough, right? And then yeah. you just keep keep pumping them with light, and eventually they just like perk right back up. Is that what mm-hmm. happens? Yeah, that's exactly like, what happens. Why would you? Why would you not like respond to that signal of plant stress? Why would you not like? Just because it's easier to just leave it at twenty four hours. If you're dealing with a situation where it's hard to control the environment, leaving the lights on twenty four hours a day is just so much easier. Like I just said, if if you're having issues with environmental control, nothing easier than just leaving the lights on twenty four hours a day. And um, this guy here brought up a, a good point. It is Ruralis is is was bred, you know, when in twenty four hour light. It's, it's origination is is from that. I don't think it really fucking matters at all with autos. Um, photos is a different story. Like you wouldn't want to veg your photos in twenty four hour light. I don't think that that is doing you any favors. You're definitely wasting money that way. But like, uh, would like you, I go. Would I know that autos are built to handle that much light? If you put your photo periods in twenty four hour light for veg, would they freak out? No, because I've done it as well in the winter time. Like, I don't think so. No, they, they, I think that you get like a little bit of a more lankier plant that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's quite as strong, I would say. Um, but I haven't noticed a difference with, with autos and, and, and that being said, it's, it's in the same process. Like if I have no issues controlling environment for the, for that dark period, I will, go to like a 20 or 20 and four with, with autos just cause it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Cause I haven't noticed that much of a difference either way, positive mm-hmm. or negative. So to me, it just isn't worth it to pump them with that extra light. That's just kind of a waste. I hear you. I hear you. If you're going to, if you're going to go down that, that route of just, you know, pumping them with light cause you can, you may you may see like denser buds you may find an, a more early ripening plant you you have to read always read the plants you know we we read and respond to the plants as growers um and yeah like it you if you're gonna amp up the lights you're gonna have to amp up everything else everything too. yeah you're gonna have mm-hmm. to need more that's yep. the key food, is like water, everything yeah, more water more food more attention, more, more, I don't know. It's just, you, you, everything has to be in balance. You know, you can't just like mm. crank up the lights and then like not give it more nutrients because it's no. going to be photosynthesizing more then. So, you know, it's, don't put your foot on that gas pedal unless you know what you're doing, right? Correct. And, and look, if you're cranking your lights on 24 hours a day because you're having trouble maintaining your environment look into getting a heater or a humidifier like for instance that heater you were talking about you have the forced hot air one those are great not only for heat but also dehumidification purposes if you're having oh yeah like if you're having a hard time controlling humidity heat will help you especially those dry air heaters like there's a technology we use in larger grow rooms with with hvac system called reheat where we don't even run dehumidifiers. We run reheat. We let the air conditioners take care of of that with heat. 
as opposed to dehumidification. It's much more dependable and, and cleaner um, with less swings. It's not really pra- it's not practical at all for the home grower because you're not going to be running it through your home's HVAC system, right? But um, so heat can help you, and it's a lot easier to heat up a space sometimes and much quicker than, like for instance, if you wanted to use that, if you put that on a control like a humidity controller, like an AC Infinity or something, and you actually have that set to come on and off based on humidity humidity parameters, it would work really well. I have to agree. It sounds pretty like mm-hmm. a pretty easy way to do it. We got a good question here from um, from Master Yoda. If you grew an autoflower in ten hour light cycles with two hours off and gave it its full I was waiting DLI for somebody to bring this up in each light cycle, like you 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 like split your day into like two half days, right? So you got a ten hour. The answer is yes. Two hour lights off. Could you grow an autoflower in half the time? Is the question? Oh, not that. No. Like I, I, which I would I would agree with. I think it would work. Like I don't think the plant would behave any differently. No, there are people that actually veg their their plants like this, but it's like I, it's like a two on two off or some shit like that. Like. that anaphylaxis <laughs> so <laughs> i forget what that's called too that's used in like some other um some other parts of, of cultivation other plants like intermittent light cycles or like splitting the day into a couple parts to either prevent or induce some sort of fruiting or flowering cycle you are right, monster. I don't think yeah. <laughs> no, I was looking because there's, I was looking because I, there's, there's different um, light cycles that I've seen people run with cannabis. Um, and that's what it's referred to as intermittent light cycle. I was trying to look for the exact time, but it's like on, off, on, off, on, off, like multiple on, off light cycles. And um, it can actually help speed up your, your veg time, at least in theory. Really? Yeah. It, but here's the thing with like, this is where it's going to, I'm going to disappoint you. In my experience with autos doing that type of shit, like for instance, throwing an auto in a flower room, right? Where it's only getting 12 hours of light, which I've done multiple times. They don't get as big and they take longer to finish. So I don't know if doing this with the 10 hour light cycles and I don't think it would speed anything up in the plan at all. I mean, I could be I'm wrong. Sure. I mean, honestly, like I, you got to fuck around and find out now. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I was just going to say. Really, somebody, like, should, I think, somebody should do this. I, now I'm wondering mm-hmm. like, would, would Yoda, because... you're, you're, you're very tech savvy. You got the means. He's got a nice setup. Um, I recommend you give it a shot. See what happens. Like even because, like, just yeah, you, you can grow an auto with twelve and twelve like twelve twelve light cycle. But what if we just did like um just a a series of twelve and twos? You know what I mean? Or like a yeah. a ten and two. Twelve and twelve and two. 
Like that would that would equal out to two B about the same light cycle you'd want for autos. It would just like divide the day into kind of two parts. But in doing that, would you like kind of force the plant to behave like days are shorter? Would it would it respond and being like, oh well, lights, you know, days are now twelve hours, fourteen hours. So do you think you're saying asking if it would like droop in preparation for nighttime? No, I mean like would it would it or, would you be able to harvest it in like forty two days as opposed no, to eighty four? I don't think so because no, it still I, I requires that's... a specific amount of energy in order to produce its what's required of it in its life. So, so it's just a overall whether it gets like, that DLI. in one fell swoop during the day or in two shorter chunks, it's still the same amount of energy that's required. I think the difference would be negligible and the only thing you might lose in doing the two shorter periods is that it takes a certain amount of energy to switch from daytime processes to nighttime processes and back again mm. so by forcing it to do it twice in a cycle instead of just once i feel like it would slow things down so i think that if you split it into two you'd have a slightly smaller plant but it would still take the same amount of energy now i'm high as fun hmm. so take this and in, in that in consideration <laughs> we all are <laughs> but like this is spinning in the wheels of my head and like like logically, I'd like to say, and this is my hypothesis, that it would finish quicker. It wouldn't be like half, like dramatically, because that's just ridiculous. But I think I'm going to conservatively say that you could probably knock ten percent, maybe fifteen percent hmm. of your time off. And like, think if that's you, what seems logical to me. Yeah. I think what he's also saying is that, like, if in in each one of those then divided lights on period you're giving it like a full dose of dli like a like a a full day's worth if, mm -hmm. if you didn't divide the light cycle in half like what if you doubled the dli in each one of those shortened well lights you can't, on period? You, you well, can't just double you, you can't just double the dli there's only so much the plant can take without burning it um i mean so is that a thing with autos there's another question like do we worry about our dli with auto flowers i mean you can certainly have like too much like ppfd you can have like way too much light in a tent mm -hmm. but if if we just give it like if we shorten our light our lights schedule then can we counterbalance that can we like if you just do you see what I mean? Like if you blast yeah. the hell out of your auto for 10 hours and then give it like a four hour dark period and then turn the, the lights back on for 10 hours, blast the hell out of them way more than you would normally, like maybe it will shorten the, the I think somebody needs to fuck around window. and find out. I don't know. Yeah. The I problem is you'd I, have to do it with autos because if you try to do it with photos, they'd end up flowering. Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see you pull it off, Mastiota. <laughs> Try it out, dude. Think like maybe we just found a shortcut. <laughs> where it's interesting. Like way you really... too high. When you like your uncle's shortcuts, where you just end up like driving around. Dude, circles. I'm telling you, I know for a fact that this is take the time off their <laughs> travels, man. <laughs> yeah, an hour this is my later, second kid, so going. I'm fucking heavily medicated right now. 
Yeah, man. No, I'm no. It's like you got my noggin jogging, Master Yoda. It's funny. Good, good question. Um, yeah, guys. I don't. Are there any other? I'm asking everyone in the in the audience. You know, do you have any other auto specific tips you want to share with us? Anything like secret sauce you got? Just the tips, spill please. The beans. <laughs> and what about you guys too? Do you, like, you have any tricks of the trade? Keep it simple. Yeah, I want to reemphasize that. First three weeks of that autoflower's life are crucial. Again, my my beginner tips: don't overwater because you're gonna fucking do that. I know you. I'm, and I'm talking to you, talking to you. You know who I'm talking to. Don't overwater. Don't have your soil too overcompact, and don't burn them. If you know, I it's funny. Like I've seen more burnt autoflowers with people growing organically because they think that they can't burn their plants. Stop it. This is nonsense. You can burn your plants organically. It's hard it's, to do. Admittedly, it is and it isn't. Like, like, you know, like these little seedlings get burnt so easily. I, I see it happen all the time. You look at it like every edge of the leaf is fucking yellow and it's just burnt yeah, and like yeah. sucking inside of the, the bud. <clears throat> One of the things, honestly, I think um, you got to be more on the lookout for if you're an organic grower is like be careful with your mycorrhizal usage, especially in the in the seedling stage. Like, we've all had that experience where like you you get it in the wrong place. Like that will kill a seedling if you get it on on the plant itself. Like it's not meant to go there. No, it's meant to go on the roots. Yeah. So be be careful. Just just saying, um, if you put it in like a water bottle, make sure you're not, you know, make sure you wash that out, and refill it with just water before you use it to like spray a seedling or anything like that. I've made that mistake, but man, label I label everything. <laughs> what's that again? Label everything. Yeah, labels, labels, labels. Agreed. And maybe don't, if you have like, if you need to use a sprayer for multiple different things and you're rinsing and reusing, maybe just get another sprayer. Use something different for it. Yeah, they're like $2 at Home Depot, even with inflation. <laughs> just They're not that expensive. And don't buy the ones from Dollar Tree. They suck. They, they're literally a waste of money because they yeah, always break. Like, ask, ask me. I bought six of the things before I finally said, stop. <laughs> It's like the definition of insanity because literally, all right, yeah, it's tempting because it's a dollar or dollar twenty-five now, right? But like the quality one at Home Depot, like the commercial Zep sprayers, they're like three bucks. Just fucking buy that one. A spray bottle is so handy in the grow room. I mean, have a oh, man, have I a agree. few. Get of them. four, label them with different things. Yep, hundred percent. I agree, guys. Hundred. 110 percent how do you feel about oh that? okay above and beyond sir um so monster you just mentioned like the pillars i think you know the, the three or well, how many was it a couple there's a couple pillars of not fucking up your autos and they are don't overwater don't 
overpack your medium that mm. was in there too right 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 yeah. and then mm -hmm. don't uh burn your plants whether it's by uh too much light or too many nutrients yeah mostly it's too many nutrients i mean yep. really yeah those are three of the core tenants for sure all you know? of it boils down to there, there's too much of a good thing don't overlove your plants yeah i agree Auto flowers are meant to be automatic. They will do their thing and thrive with or without your input. Actually, True story. That's what they were, were referred to before auto flower. It was automatic. Right. Strong, independent women. <laughs> it's, they are. Don't suffocate them. Your yeah, they love need their space. Drown them. <laughs> They need their space for sure. And and like the the things that you do to overlove them end up being more traumatizing than beneficial. As I'm sure many parents can attest to. Yeah, five. That's what you want to do with your with your <laughs> autos. Let them grow into stronger soil. Start out. So the question old. is do you plant in lower newt soil and let them grow into richer soil or is it all one kind? Yes. Yes. And yeah. Yes. And no soil is, <laughs> I mean, I look at soil as there's hot soils and there's not hot soils, you know, yep. you, you kind of have to, I mean, how do you know which is which, uh, you know, we rely on other people's testimonials. We can read what's in the bag but like ultimately it just gives you a little percentage you know it'll say like 0.005% nitrogen and just very very low numbers right so what does that really mean for us i think you just have to rely on like consensus of the community at that point like you know there's a, a list of not hot soils i could give you like happy frog right i would say is a prime primary one on that list or the the strawberry fields right mm -hmm. not Coco hot loco. good Spray. yeah the coco loco yeah um, if you want to or even like a it, more inert stuff like like pro mix yeah pro mix is mm -hmm. perfect because it's it's peat based right if you want to maintain that soil thing that you got going on there um it it has a little mycorrhizal for shizzle in there um, mycorrhizal for shizzle <laughs> And uh, it's it's inert, right? So it's a, it would make a good top layer to your pot, right? Um, you need more than you think, at least, you know, because I tried this experiment with the uh, water-only cocoa, and I put inert cocoa on top, but not nearly enough. And I, I too, stunted my autoflower, mm. got burnt, and it just wasn't happy with life. So... <laughs> Um, Do you know what I've started doing? What's that? Is I use this instead of like a layer of cooler soil and then a layer of hot soil underneath it. I do the same thing, but in the center, I do a column of cooler soil all the way down. And I think this was originally thought up by, I'm sure it was, I don't know. I originally heard it from Stony Alpinist, <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's who I followed yeah, it from. So like, the column all the way down in the center, like so your that. tap root stays in the cool soil all the way down because they're not the tap root doesn't really feed if send out feeder roots. 
So then the feeder roots so go out into the richer soil and bring everything to back. Have, like that seems like a pretty challenging thing to do. What you no, I have like um tube or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like a, a pipe, like a PVC pipe. You stick it in yes. the middle and you you backfill around that, right? Yeah. Or like a bowl or something yeah. you put in there, like a. Yeah, you can even if you're really good, like do it as you fill up. You know, if you have the two different soils next to you, you can have it and then kind of like spread out the center and keep it cooler on the inside and then rebuild up. But yes, I use a, I yeah. use just a PVC pipe. You know, and it I have right thought down the of I have thought of that. Like as I'm as I'm doing it, I'm like, you know, really, you want like the center of the pot like if you're doing it right like yeah you want that not so hot soil to be going all the way down yeah but do you because like when we take the plants out of the pots at the end after harvest like there's roots all throughout that soil down there mm -hmm. right like they're it's solid ball of roots usually for me so they definitely put out feeder roots. They're definitely like utilizing that, that hot soil that's at the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, I think I it's know. just, um, it's just a preventative to make sure you're not shocking your tap root at any point and causing any stunting that way. That's a good thought. I like it. By the, I mean, I, I think it is a good thought, but by the time the plant gets big enough, it's not going to matter. Like it could take that shit more or less mm -hmm. like i mean i think by the time the plant's like 10 days old 12 14 days old it's it's going to be growing into the hot soil wherever it is in your pot you know what i mean like you it's really just for that like very beginning of the seedling stage like it's it's like it's brand new. It's like looking around the world, like oh my god, where am I? How the fuck did I get here? What what, what is my purpose? And then you're just trying to like pump it full of nutrients and organic shit. And it's just like ah, sputter. I would at least bit. certainly dig down at least a little ways, and at whatever point your cool soil mixes with your hot soil, make sure it's not just like one sitting on top of the other. Like mix them together a little bit so there's some gradation in there. That will at least like help with any shock that could potentially be there. I like it. Uh, one more here question in the K in the chat. We got Cap. Did you switch your top layer of soil from Coco Loco to Strawberry Fields? Um, no, I didn't. Um, I'll be honest. I find that Coco Loco and Strawberry Fields are very similar. Um. The really the only difference is they say the strawberry fields is formulated for flower. That probably means there's there's more uh, P and K in there than in the Coco Loco. Uh, the Coco Loco, I would say, has more like compost mixed with more earthworm castings, that kind of stuff. A little bit heavier of a soil ultimately. In the auto pots, you know, for um, any kind of like butt chugging style watering, like that really light, uh, super aerated soil blend is, is what you're looking for. So I hope that answers your question. 
And yeah, guys, we're about to hit like an hour and a half. So let's wrap it up for tonight, shall we? I'm high as a motherfucker. <laughs> I know you are. I went Shit. to two fat cannons. Absolutely. Well, let, do we have any new Patreons? Shit. I don't believe so this week. Well, then let's let's skip that segment for this week. Well, we love the Patreons that we have. So thank you we, so very much, my darlings. You guys are wonderful. Thank you, G3. We do. We do. We have such a great group of growers. Growers, smokers, listeners, stalkers, all of the friends. above. Friend, yeah, like they're all our friends. Whether they listen to us for, for growing knowledge or just for because they're lonely and just need some, need a friend or two. Like we're here for that, guys. Like we're whatever you need us for. Just no stalkers, please. Yeah, five baked. I see you out there. <laughs> but yeah guys it's been fun um we appreciate you listening live we appreciate uh you guys coming over and hanging out in discord with us i don't know about you guys but that's where i find myself checking first these days i don't go on ig first anymore i go to discord i just oh my gosh, I don't started well posting anymore. on ig again isn't that funny i need to i feel bad i haven't been there in a while fuck isn't that funny Instagram, uh, yeah, had its had its day in our community, but like, um, I they make it impossible Discord. for us to post, and lo and behold, we yeah. don't want to post. Funny how right. that works, right? Um, I just made a new YouTube video. If you're, yeah, I watched. There you go. There's a lot of what we talked about last time. Thanks, but uh, yeah, go go check it out if you uh, didn't hear enough of my my voice. Got got some more on YouTube. Um, and until next time, guys. Keep in touch with yourselves. <laughs> Do that. Grow on. Uh, and yeah, don't get caught.